0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the slash filmcast after dark, the after show where we talk about a variety of random topics that didn't make it into the show. We want to thank everyone at patreon.com slash film podcast. That's patreon.com slash the word film podcasts, uh, for backing the slash filmcast and also making episodes of the after dark possible. Uh, thank and- you. It's yes. huge. It's massive. Are, it's wonderful. you are awesome. Yeah, and uh, we are releasing these episodes for free through the end of 2020 to give you a little taste of this After Dark glory. But starting 2021, uh, patreon.com slash film podcast will be the only way to get episodes of the Slash Filmcast After Dark, and we hope you'll consider joining us over there. This week for the Slash Filmcast After Dark, uh, what I thought I would do is uh, once a month, maybe once every couple months, I will post something on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash filmpodcast and ask people uh, what they want us to talk about. And we will talk about the things they want us to talk about. Uh, And so I did that and I made a post and uh, dozens of people chimed in uh, with their suggestions for topics. So uh, I am going to read some of those topics. Uh, I'm just going to go through this list and kind of th- this is very on the fly. You know, we didn't prep anything. This is kind of lightning round. We're just going to go through this uh, live on the air. So let's start with Marley Orion Silverbrand, who writes what in a name. A great, name. Wow. great name. Wow. name. Incredible. Are you a and d character? All Mar- right. <laughs> yeah. Marley Orion Silverband comments uh, uh, at patreon.com slash filmpodcast. You guys have expressed movie theater etiquette multiple times, but I think it might be interesting to hear you elaborate on streaming etiquette.
1: Mm. Ooh, streaming it. There is none.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I, I agree that like I think streaming etiquette basically comes down to what you agree on as a household, you know, it's more like a household rule. Uh, It is like a streaming rule, right? It's more like,
1: it's more like, uh, you know, I think there's, there's a big difference between streaming with your loved one Uh and streaming with a friend who comes over, right. Or (laughs) Mm -hmm. group. Mm -hmm. I mean, we don't do that. I don't do that. I know Dave, you have a bubble and you sort of are doing that still, but it's been a long time since I've watched anything in a room with people that aren't my wife, (laughs) but, but, um, But I think, you know, my wife and I, it's, you know, pause it. I need to hang on a second. I need to go to the bathroom. Pause it. I'm going to go get some popcorn. Pause it. I'm going to do this. Uh, You know, if I have a friend over, I'm not going to I'm not going to behave
0: like that. You want you want Uh, pause to go to the bathroom? You're not going to pause to go to the bathroom,
1: Jeff? No, I just pee right there like a (laughs) like a a polite
2: person.
0: (laughs) Just like a giant bowl.
2: bowl. (laughs) No, We all go there.
0: Yeah. So here, here, here are some things that, that I'll right? go there. like, I think, I think, you know, when you have people over to your house or you go over to people's houses, it's good to kind of clear up what the rules are. Can I talk during this? Are people allowed to talk during this? And so on, you know, like, I think that's, that's a reasonable thing to do. It's, it's awkward, but you know, I, I never uh, resist that because, uh, I think it's worth talking about that kind of stuff. Uh, I, here, here's a question: Is when you're watching, like, do you guys watch shows with your significant others? And if so, is there kind of agreed upon rules for like the fact that you'll only watch it together? Do you yeah. ever skip forward and watch stuff without your significant other, and then need like they need to catch up separately? Like, mm. how do you guys manage streaming with significant others? Yeah, ahead, I thought yeah. I thought
2: we would we, we'd have some like uh, you know new COVID era questions because this is. This is streaming one hundred and one. Come on, come on, people! We've been doing this for the past decade. Yeah, how, da- um, how dare you? How-, how dare you question Silverbrand? <laughs> but uh, listen, we we all have those shows, right? Where I will, I, I think we watch together, and sometimes there was the idea of uh, what was it? Uh, binge cheating? I forget what the name was, but there there was the thing where you would watch ahead, right, and basically yeah. not tell your significant significant other. And be like, oh, and then go back and rewatch it with them. And I, I have never, I've never cheated in streaming, but I have (laughs) told my wife like I am when we were watching Watchmen. It was like I and I had a bunch of screeners. I was like, I'm going to go through all this, like just that's me, and we're going to come back, and I'm going to loop you in the second round. But like she was okay with it. But yeah, I, I have not cheated. I don't know about you guys. You guys may be more. Impure. Other
0: than, other than Watchmen. Other than yeah. Watchmen.
2: Other than Watchmen. But it was agreed. It, it was, it was an open streaming relationship. Okay. Wow.
1: <laughs> yeah. Wow. You guys, you have one of those fancy open streaming relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. How uh, about you, Jeff? I am in a unique position in that my wife can fall asleep at the drop of a hat. <laughs> oh, sure. Um, yeah. I have that Watching things. Yeah. yeah. Um, So there is a certain leeway that I'm afforded based on the fact that she recognizes that she may or may not be conscious, uh, midway through a thing. And I have, I I am under no obligation to stop the thing simply because she dozed off, um, So there have definitely been times where I continued, and you know, hey, is it my fault that Netflix starts the next episode immediately (laughs) when the first episode stops? No, it is not. You're
2: powerless. You're powerless. She's her head is on my shoulder.
1: Uh, It it is as if we are watching together, Uh, but. There are definitely shows that are verboten, you know, for, uh, they are, they are joint watch shows and I wouldn't even want to go ahead because the joy is in watching it together. Sure. Um,
0: example. But example.
1: Example. Uh, the most, the one that just popped into my head, but recent example is, um, um, oh God, uh, uh the great, uh, the great, which oh, we, yeah. we loved watching together would never have watched it. Without her, wouldn't want sure, to. Had sure. too much fun watching it together. Uh, but there's numerous examples of that. Um, but, m- you know, my wife also, she wakes up at five o'clock in the morning to participate in East Coast, where her company's based in, in the East Coast. She participates in f- phone calls in East Coast time, 8 a.m. East Coast time. So she's very tired at 10 o'clock. Uh, yeah. So, you know, she, she, she'll fall asleep. And um, I have... Gotten to the point where I am just like, you know what, I'm going to keep watching this, <laughs> and she doesn't
0: get too upset. Uh, what about you, Dave? For for me, uh, my wife, uh, she is easily upset by things, uh, and what I mean by that is, you know, she'll get really emotionally involved in shows, right? And if they're upsetting, which many shows that I watch are, um, it, it can often uh, be overwhelming for her. Yeah. And so Cur- Curiously or-
2: she was just fine with Possessor, right? Like she just <laughs> she that with the bowl of popcorn <laughs> for she, that one.
0: She did not she did not watch Possessor. She she knew immediately that would not be something she'd want to you watch. You
2: showed watch. her the cover art and she was like, no.
0: <laughs> I thought I you was were actually, gonna
1: say she, I thought you were gonna say she's easily upset by things, like for example, me pointing out that she's easily
0: upset by <laughs> things. <laughs> I I was actually surprised that she was uh okay with The Nest. We actually watched The Nest together. We all enjoyed oh, wow. it um in the bubble and uh and yeah, she she appreciated that that movie. Um but th- th- what the thing is like also as a result, you know, she'll watch maybe I don't know 6 to 10 movies a year, right? And she knows that I want to do 10 times that amount <laughs> literally, right? And so As a result, like, there's always this kind of tension of, like, am I, is this something we're going to watch together? Like, I'm always, like, trying to figure out, like, hey, is this something we're going to watch together? Because if so, like, I can wait. Otherwise, I'm just going to blow through it tonight. Sure. Um, But suffice to say, I think, like, after we figured out this dynamic, uh, it became very clear that, like, I would have to press on without her. You know what I'm saying? So many times she's actually okay if I press on without her but I will say that uh, we are probably we watched the entire crown season 4 together and we're probably going to go back and watch what season 1, th- uh, one through 3 together. So that's, that's something a, that I we'll think they call that
1: together. the uh, the hamster cut? I don't know. I was trying to do a Star Wars joke and I couldn't remember <laughs> the name of the
0: damn the machete cut. Fuck, I fucked it up. Anyway, machete <laughs> the, cut.
1: wow. The machete the machete order of the. You, you know what I on? was
0: um I was doing a Patreon hangout on my personal uh, Patreon page at Patreon.com/slash Dave Chen and somebody brought up this idea of Benjamin buttoning a series which I'd never heard of oh which is God. basically <laughs> you start at the final season Stupid. and like. Progressively go backwards dumb. in time. Why? why? For, For we're what, what reason? Just
2: so bored. We're so bored. Yes. You know, as a culture. And I what a, possible I don't know universe is that, that it's
0: so dumb. It's 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 an interesting way of watching. I mean, you can sure. do that with sure. I don't
1: know Survivor or something. But why would you want <laughs> yeah. to do
0: it? Why would you want to do
1: it with anything serialized?
2: Yeah. Also, every yeah. every every like uh like a drama at this point has the uh you know uh the opening scene, the cold open, and then you know twelve hours before. Or something. So they're they're already doing that for you, man. We're we're into backwards storytelling already.
0: Mm, yeah, uh, Queen's Gambit being a great example. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I you know I saw this uh, like tweet on on Twitter about like top uh, Wikipedia English articles, right? Like top articles, and it's like number one, Donald Trump. Number two, like the Queen's Gambit. Number three, chess. Number four, you know, wow. uh, or, or or it was there was Queen's Gambit on there, and it was also um, Princess Diana and a bunch of other, um, yeah. uh, stuff around the crown. Um, and so it's really a, a testament to like the fact that people being really into these things, um, it drives like people to want to learn more about. Great. all this know, stuff. yeah
1: None of us, none of us, particularly enjoyed Queen's Gambit, and we're not going to get into uh, I that really because
0: liked the Queen's Gambit. I mean, okay, um, yes, I will so, okay. Be the
1: so Davinci Div- yeah. liked Queen's Gambit, but uh, you and I didn't, Dave. And we're not going to get into that because there's a lot of emails and tweets that uh, dissuade me from wanting to bring it up again. <laughs> but I will say, have if you the lasting soul? If the lasting impact of that is that more people get into chess, then yeah. man, uh, yes, rock on, Queen's Gambit.
0: Sure. All right. So let me let me clear up. Sorry, I, I got the crown and Queen's Gambit confused, but here, here, here are the top articles on Wikipedia from the week November 15th to November 21st. Number one, Donald Trump. Number two, Margaret Thatcher. Number three, Diana, Princess of Wales. Number four, Meghan is missing. I don't know why that's up there. Um, number five, Elizabeth II. Number six, Louis Mountbatten. Uh, also a character in the crown number seven princess margaret number eight princess charles of Wales, or sorry charles prince of wales so that's like a ton of characters from the crown in, in, right there then these number the nine same people is...
1: just in, it, these are all interlinked in the same articles you know they're just clicking <laughs> around the same yeah. web
0: number nine is the queen's gambit so it is up there um and then number 10 uh princess anne number 11 prince philip Number 12, the 2020 presidential election. Number 13, The Crown television series. Number 14, Michael Fagan, a character from The Crown and also in real life. Number 15, The Crown season four. Number 16, Camilla, Duchess of Cornwall. Number 17, Prince Edward. Uh, Number 18, Mark Thatcher. Number 19, Anya (laughs) Taylor-Joy. So the top 19 slots are overwhelmingly vast majority real life figures slash characters from The Crown and The Queen's Gambit related searches. Uh, which is kind of interesting to reflect on. Number huh. 24, Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> the things that are most important to us. Yeah, yeah the things that are most important. Anyway, I thought, I thought it was interesting like how much streaming behavior is driving like uh, interest in other and other topics people. And I spend a lot of time watching The Crown Googling the real life events that these things are based off of. So sure. I, I definitely can relate. All right, anyway, streaming etiquette. It's different for every household. It's mostly about like, Ru- can, like can household we, rules. Can I, can I just list a couple
2: of things? Because I feel like this is, this is table stakes, right? We've talked about <laughs> this stuff before, but we're, we're in 2020 now. Right. And it's very different from all of the streaming stuff started. One thing I've started noticing, at least because yeah, my wife is my streaming TV buddy. Um, She's just always on her phone now. It's not even mm, just like a glance yeah. at a thing. It's like the phone is there and she's going between the phone and the TV screen. And it's not like I could, be, I could be like, you know, can you please put that away in this house? We <laughs> respect our television. I, I can't do that. You
1: want to, though?
0: I, I kind of want to. I can, I can, like, I can, hopefully, like. Um, hopefully, your wife is not a Patreon subscriber. Yeah. No, no, no. She, she's, yeah, no, no, no. I, I, uh, but I, uh, I agree that, that you kind of have to accept some level of phone usage now when you watch TV. And, I, and I'm fine with some level. Like we all do some level, right? We're yeah. all Wikipediaing
2: or doing stuff. But I mean, like, just all the time. Just it's constant. Like, it, it, it's just the just constant, constant
0: nature of it. I it's will just, say yeah. in our in our house, it's it's generally uh, people do use their phones while watching TV. But sure, um, sure. Uh, but it, it is not. I would not describe it as constant. Uh, um, and I, that you know does give me some uh, degree of joy that like you know th- that we do like focus on the things that we watch. Sometimes.
2: That's good. Can I, I've never really thought
1: this through because it's never been codified. Mm-hmm. But I realized that our little routine that my wife and I have sort of just fallen haphazardly into is that uh, we, you know, we get the kids to bed and we uh, clean up the kitchen from the inevitable goddamn tornado that my kids have caused, uh, and then we plop down on the couch and decide what we're going to watch. But before we turn it on. We have like ten to fifteen minutes of just phone time, where we're just like catching up, getting stuff ready, and then we're like, "Okay, are you all done?" Yeah, I am too. Okay, cool. And then we push play, and then my wife falls asleep. But the, uh, the but we do uh, we do like a I think like a sort of informal like do your emails, check your Twitter, whatever you need mm. to do mm-hmm. before we start the thing. And I think that ultimately we we're on our phones very very. Uh, wow. infrequently that's when we probably
2: watch better, that's, that's a, a great, pro- that's a better, it's a great way system, to do it. Jeff. That's I, like I said,
1: it was never, it's never something we like talked about or, or even I've never even really thought that it was a process, but I realized that we almost always do it that way.
2: So. You, you have wow. a good process. Like for me, yeah. like after the baby goes to sleep, it's just like me laying down on the bed and, you know, <laughs> it, it, making my aching back, uh, feel a little better <laughs> yes. and staring at the ceiling. Like yeah. I do that for 10 minutes. Uh-huh. Do uh-huh, that for 10 yeah. minutes and then I go down. Then we go down and then just watch whatever we can bear at that point. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Wow.
0: All right. Well, I think the 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 Kanata prep session, uh, not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. I love um, it. Anyway, oh, oh, uh, One other thing I'll add also add by the way is uh Netflix now has the like in settings you can turn off autoplay. And mm-hmm. I would actually recommend this. Sure. Because typically what happens is when an episode of like The Crown or whatever you're watching wraps up, it just takes you straight to the like, forget about the credits, just go straight to the next one. And it's very stressful. It's very stressful. Right. <laughs> and I don't I don't need that stress. And I turn that feature off. And let me tell you, every time I get to the credits now, I am filled with satisfaction because I'm just like, <laughs> you're you're not changing without me telling you to change, Netflix show. Mm-hmm. Yeah you're, you're, you're in control exactly where, you're doing exactly yeah. what I want you to do you are the plan. captain now Yeah, I am, cap- I am captain now <laughs> alright well I don't know that's if any of that question one full- out of dozens <laughs> here we go we're doing great Yeah. yeah this. Uh, I mean yeah dozens of questions so we're probably not going to get to all of them Okay. Tyler Keen uh, at patreon.com slash film podcast asks what do you guys miss most and what do you guys miss least about movie theaters
1: mm. oh that's a great question mean i mean, I'm, I think I miss most the presentation, the huge screen and great audio <laughs> i
0: think
1: I think that's what I miss most and I also i I don't know if I ever told you guys this, but I live across the street from a movie theater.
2: don't realize that no.
1: yeah I mean I don't i mean tick tock tick tock on that one. I don't know how long much longer that's gonna be uh, not because I'm moving you know, if you if you get to my drift um but uh,
2: it's just gonna be like a flat parking lot. it
1: know, may very well be, be. I mean months. at this point. They're using the parking lot to do, like, drive-through holiday experiences, uh, which is, you know, hey, very actually very clever use of Mm the space. Um, Anyway, uh, I used to, uh, oftentimes, I would go after my wife went to bed, I would walk across the street and uh, go to the movies, um, and specifically, like, if it was a... Uh, in a movie we needed to review on the show. And it would be like a Thursday, you know, the first showings I would go on a Thursday night. My wife would go to bed and she'd wake up and go to work the next day. And I'd go to the movies, a late night show. And I used to love like the solo movie going experience. I'd walk over, I'd get like a, a little treat for myself, you know, a little. Sometimes I'd get it at the. Little Seven Eleven that I was on walk, you know that I could walk by, I could like make a little detour and go to the Seven Eleven and pick up a candy bar that's stuck in my pocket and snuck, smuggle in. Uh, but I'd always have a little, you know, a little treat for myself. Yeah. I find a seat all by myself in the movie theater, and uh, and I loved that just that little solitary kind of me in the movie time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think I'll I'll miss that
0: a lot. Mm. Anything you miss least, Jeff?
1: Uh, I mean. Uh, miss least is dealing with the stress that we talked about many times back in the before times. Uh, uh, the stress of that moment before, where I would sit in the movie theater and be yes judging every single human being <laughs> that <laughs> walked yep. through the door about yep. how much of a potential problem they were going to cause yep. me yep. in this in this viewing experience.
0: Exactly the same. Exactly mm-hmm. the same. That that is my thing that I uh, miss the least. Sure. Uh, yeah, I'll say the thing I miss the most is actually not the presentation, um, because you know there's a reason I have not seen Tenet uh, at a drive-through uh, drive-in movie theater yet, and that is because I, obviously drive-in movie theater is not a not the optimal experience. But I have a really awesome setup at home. You know, I have an sure, sure. Uh, LG OLED TV, a good sound system. Former uh, slash from cast sponsor Sonos hooked us up with some stuff, and it, this is a this is a really solid viewing experience. What you miss uh, when you go to uh, when you don't go to movie theater, I should say, is uh, those moments of discovery along with the crowd, you know, the collective moments of, uh, wow, we all just witnessed something incredible. Or we're watching a movie for the hundredth time together and we all know like the best lines in the movie and everything like that. And it's those moments of collective experience with strangers that I kind of miss. So that's Mm -hmm. kind of what I miss the most. And what I miss least is the same as Jeff. How about you, Divendra? Yeah. Anything? I feel something? like we so, all—yours, so wait, wait, yours, yours yeah.
1: were both the strangers in the theater. Correct,
0: <laughs> correct. <laughs> the be, the 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 solution and cause of all of <laughs> solution to and cause of all of my problems at the theater.
2: I think that's what it all really comes down to, as well, right? Because my my thing, my le- the thing I don't miss is rude people. And I think that's it. That's yeah. that's what you guys are basically saying. But I think I miss every single thing else. Like I miss the overpriced popcorn i miss <laughs> the lines that it takes to get into something like and even the rude people like i do feel like once we can get back into things and once we have hopefully have some sort of semblance of movie going again i'm going to be i'm just going to like not care as much you know about somebody being super annoying next to me just because <laughs> i will remember the year when we had nothing,
0: you know, <laughs> so it's like, I will we'll be, a, just I mean, I've, I've always
2: been pretty chill about it. Like it, it, the worst is I would move my seat or something, you know, but it's never been that bad for me. Um, but yeah, I miss everything about it, guys. Like like the crowd experience, I miss the presentation. I have a great setup at home. I have a great sound system and a projector and a big TV and everything, but that's not going to you know, replace a, a Dolby theater. the size of that screen the the like the immensity of it or a true imax screen um you know and going and seeing something in that watching interstellar in full imax is a fundamentally different experience and you know watching at home doesn't matter how big your tv is because the movie will just is formatted completely differently for that thing um so I i will miss all that and hopefully hopefully we'll we'll get some semblance of that back you know once the vaccine is out and distributed and
0: everything yeah all right um great question that was from tyler keen um mitch from patreon.com slash film podcast asks best time travel movies slash episodic television of all time Hmm. now
1: back to the future for me is probably in there sure yeah for sure yeah
0: Back to the Future is in there. Uh, any anything else come to mind for you guys? I, um, I'll I mean, list the, a few. The, yeah, go ahead.
2: Uh, the Lost episode that was entirely. Mm, it's that's around. really good. Yeah, that's yeah. really good. Was that the what, constant?
0: What, what, what it, what it, it's called the constant. You said the I, second I to last that was season.
2: The constant. Yeah, like that was towards the end when like we had pretty much given up on Lost, and then all of a sudden they were just giving us these like heartbreaking perfect stories, and the constant was uh, was very much about time travel. Um, but about movies, you know, like freaking time crimes is, is phenomenal. And I'll always have a soft spot for that. And also, uh, the movie triangle, which I believe we've talked about before the Australian one about the like, was that? Uh, Michelle, uh, Melissa George, yeah. the like semi horror movie. And that was fantastic too. Yeah. There, there are so many good things. Primer. Yeah.
1: Primer's uh, in my top, however many. Yeah.
0: Great examples. Um, okay. Looper. Uh, Mm-hmm. What did you say? Looper, Looper, Looper. Yeah, the Br- Looper Ryan S- Johnson movie. Yeah, Ryan Johnson movie. Solid. Okay, I'm gonna throw this out there, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause and effect from season five of Star Trek: The Next Generation. Yeah, sure.
1: I think I remember that one. Uh, That's the one wait, where they this... see the previous versions of the Enterprise.
0: I think so. Um, uh, is this the? Th- is it? Wait, hold on. Maybe I'm getting this wrong. <laughs> the wrong one. Um, Maybe I'm thinking... No, sorry, yeah. sorry, 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 sorry. That That's a good one as well. I'm thinking of yesterday's Enterprise. Okay. Mm. Sorry, I apologize. Yesterday's Enterprise, season three, episode 15. Okay. In this episode, uh, the Starship Enterprise encounters... I'm reading from w- Wikipedia here. Encounters a rift in space-time while on a routine mission. And uh, they find a heavily damaged USS Enterprise C a ship believed to have been destroyed more than 2 decades earlier, right? And when when the Enterprise C comes through the portal, uh everything around them changes and the Enterprise D that you know the main ship becomes a warship. Do you guys know have you seen this episode? you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah,
1: I don't remember it very well, but I I have seen it.
0: Okay, so w- what was amazing about this episode of Star Trek is that essentially you find out that the enterprise C was like doing a very important mission that was going to improve the relationship between the Federation and Klingons. Right. And uh, even though the enterprise C was doomed, they were in a doomed situation. They were going to die. uh, The fact that they died uh, made a difference because Klingons really value that kind of stuff, you know, the honor and such. And it helped to salvage, the uh you know federation klingon relationships for a long time but without the enterprise c dying in that battle uh klingons and the enterprise and the federation they went to war and so like the fact that you know the ship came through and they weren't they no longer did it like they went to war and what was amazing about this episode is tasha yar a character that was killed off in season 1 of, of Oh Star Trek I do Next remember Generation. this mo-
1: this episode. Yeah, they brought her they they brought they, her back.
0: They brought her back. Now Natasha now yeah. there was like, you know, there there was I think my my understanding some sexism going on and also uh some contractual disputes, but because they couldn't come to an agreement, she was unceremoniously killed off from the first season of Star Trek: mm. The Next Generation, right? But she comes back because in the alternate timeline in which the, Star Trek, uh, the Starship Enterprise becomes a warship, they would have never gone on the away mission in which Tasha Yar died, right? So Tasha Yar is back in this episode and makes the decision to go back with the Enterprise C into the time of not, like into the rift or whatever the hell, and go back in time. Because basically she says like, hey, uh, my understanding is that I died in the alternate universe. Like, because uh, by the way, Whoopi Goldberg, who plays Guinan, is able to see through time and tell people things.
2: Sure, sure. And she like talks to her yeah. and
0: is like, "Hey, my understanding is uh, that my death in the alternate timeline was like a meaningless one, right? It was a meaningless death for no reason. At least now, if I go back in time, uh, uh, my death will will mean something. The sacrifice will mean something. And so she goes back in time and goes to the Enterprise C, and then everything goes back to normal. And I just thought that was such an interesting way of being like, hey, we kind of fucked up like this character death, right? <laughs> and so then now uh, we're introducing this time loop thing, and we're gonna like we're bringing the dead character back, and we're gonna use the plot to actually redeem that character's death. So I thought that was brilliant. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's a good. Ep- it's a good episode overall. So yeah. Anyway, well, I, thank, I want to shout out two, two. Thank more you things, for coming to way. my TED talk about <laughs> yeah, yesterday's, <laughs> yesterday's Enterprise. <laughs> Season three, episode fifteen. Okay, I just said, I, would, I,
1: I just said primer and left it at that. But but good on <laughs> yeah. you for that.
2: That's how you did. Say that's how you're supposed to do it, Jeff. But I do want to shout out to Predestination, the mm. Spirit brothers movie from yep. uh, 2014, which I really love. Uh, Ethan Hawke as a temporal agent, and uh, that was our my first the first movie I saw Sarah Snook in, who is now in you know uh, Succession and a bunch of things. yeah. So love that quite a bit, and also a show that probably nobody. Has seen. I would be shocked if any of our listeners really, really check this out. But this was a uh, journeyman on NBC. It's mm. a 2007 show from Kevin Falls, um, starring Kevin McKidd about a guy who's basically going back in time to uh, to help people. Very, it's very quantum mm. leap esque. But it, I really, there was a bit of like the time travels champ traveler's wife to it because ah, uh, there's this whole thing of how um his previous uh, the woman he used to love had died but he's able to go back in time and see her but he still loves his wife and it, it's a whole thing um so it was a really powerful great show and also i i love kevin mckid if you guys ever saw rome he was a fantastic star in that and that was like the precursor to you know everything on hbo that was a precursor to game of thrones and everything they're doing now
1: there's there's one more movie that I have to mention that I absolutely adore. I think it's way underrated, and it is one of the great time travel movies, I think, ever. And it's called About Time.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. And it's yeah. a yeah. time
1: travel rom-com, and it is yeah. wonderful. Wonderful.
0: All right. Well, I think that's a lot of... Uh... A lot of answers for you about favorite uh, time travel things. I I'm, I love time travel movies, and, and I love the concept. Oh, you know, I mean, I don't know if this even counts as a time travel movie, but Groundhog Day, maybe, you know?
1: Nah, I think it's its own subgenre. Yeah,
0: yeah. It, uh, yeah, it has created its own genre. Yeah. Um. Okay, I don't even know how I feel about this question, but let's just let's do one or two more questions here. Justin Cassinator. Mm-hmm. In the spirit of coming out of a 100-plus-day lockdown here in Melbourne, and 15 consecutive COVID-free days. He's just he's just rubbing it in our face. Wow. Yeah,
1: it's not even. We subtle.
0: can now go see Tenet in cinemas, but I have three choices: 70 millimeter, 4K digital, or 1570 IMAX. Get out of here! Just <laughs> can <laughs> I just delete this question? <laughs> Would love a nerd discussion about which version to see and why. I mean,
1: also they're heading into summer right now, so he's probably going out and swimming and having a great old time.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I have some friends in Australia, and basically everything is normal. Like, life is normal.
1: It's amazing what happens when you have competent leadership, you know?
2: It's, yeah. uh, it is It is like looking at another timeline. It is funny. Like, yeah. we have all these shows about alternate timelines. It's like, oh, you could just look around and be like, Taiwan's doing pretty well. Everyone's <laughs> doing pretty good, except for It's us.
1: extraordinary how many people don't look at it that way, though. They're like, it's, well, it was inevitable. What, nothing could have been done. I, those, it's nothing, nothing comparable to those places in here. It's just like, what
0: the it fuck? Is, it, is sho- yeah. it is shocking. It, you know, that's the, that's the thing is like the nothing will ever convince people. Like, well, uh, let me put it a different way. I think that like that uh, to go way off. Ju- I mean, Justin Castaneda, this question is an insult. Let me just put that out there. <laughs> how, dare <you>? how, <laughs> how dare you? How dare you? No, no. I, how, how dare it's, it's, you? It's um,
1: also, how dare you, but also can I be you? I want to be you. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. How dare you, but also can we switch places? Um, yeah. But I think that that's something I, I've been struck by over the course of the last couple, like decade or so, right. In American life is, is how many people cannot imagine uh, life being better than it is, right? Like, like they cannot imagine a different world in which things are better. And and I think it's shocking the lack of imagination that Americans have. In my it may, Maybe imagination is not the right word. Maybe yeah, because they cause seem to
2: have imagination abil- ability, in other areas.
0: Yeah, you know, the ability to conceptualize a better world, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But things like, oh, yeah, we we just have to live with a world in which um, children can be slaughtered by madmen in schools, right? Like, yeah. but then we just have to accept that this is part of our life. We have to accept that. Hey, oh, oh, yes. Like, no one could have done a better job than President Trump did about uh, about COVID. You know, like this is just how, how he's handling it as best as he possibly could have. Like, no one can imagine a better way to handle this thing. Right. And I, I, I have just been, sh- and, and th- this is ultimately our challenge, the challenge to us. In my in the modern era is to imagine a life that is better than the one we already have, and to do everything we can to make it happen, um, and not in a selfish way. I mean, to to create a world that is better for us and for our children. Mm-hmm. And there's many people who have already given that up, and I think that um, we should take that task on.
2: It's, so, uh, in
0: response to your question, Justin, 1570 IMAX. Uh, <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, always the IMAX. Like if you could get the real yes. IMAX, then yeah, yes, yeah. 15,
1: no fifty, fifty, seventy. I guess what no question. I guess what I mean to say is <laughs> that's good. That's that's great. Uh,
0: but I, I am curious. Um, I mean, Tenet's going to come out in a few. We are we are weeks away from the yeah. release of Tenet in home video.
1: Dude, we're going to see Tenet. We're going to see Wonder Woman. In we're going to see in, all these movies very so the soon. The Pixar
0: movie Soul is going to come out yeah. in, as well. We're going to see all this mo- stuff in the k- span of a month. Um, w- how are you going to watch Tenet? I pre-ordered the 4K UHD from Best Buy. Sure, yeah. And I'm really eager to watch it in that format.
2: I'm definitely going that route. And I'm also, I talked about uh, the the ultra short throw projector stuff um, before. I'm currently setting one up to test in my basement. So really looking forward to checking out some of these
0: movies on a you know 100-inch screen. Jeff, I assume you're just going to stream that thing on your Roku 1080p device.
1: How dare you? I have the Roku 4K. How dare you? How dare you think that I watch things in 1080p? How dare you? He has all the Ps. Yeah, come on. I got yeah. 4K of the Ps.
0: But you have not answered the question yet.
1: Um, I, I will watch it in the streaming service that is most convenient to me.
0: <laughs> yeah, I notice <laughs> I, I you like hop around, right? Like sometimes yeah. you use like the Apple and the Prime That's video the magic of the-, the
1: Roku, dude, is that uh, you search in the Roku mm. and then it shows you a list of all the places and the prices that they're asking.
0: Why, I, why make a decision when the Roku can decide for you? Just right? the, let the Roku do it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't understand why that's,
1: <laughs> th- that is to be mocked. It seems like a brilliant solution to the problem.
0: I mean
2: it, it depends on what you're doing, right? If you're if you're trying to build a library, right, of actual yeah. purchases and stuff, then it's like you kinda kinda want those all I'm, in like a nice I'm, tidy place.
0: Although yeah, I'm movies everywhere kind of helps with that too. Yeah.
1: I'm in a post-ownership world. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right. Last last question. Uh this one comes in from Sean Lu- Lucero or Lucero. Lucero, I think. I'm gonna say Lucero. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Sean asks the twin movie phenomenon and which ones you prefer: Deep Impact and Armageddon, The Jungle Book and Mowgli, A Bug's Life and Ants, etc. Okay, so twin movies. For those who don't know, it's a situation where two movies come out in a within a very short period of time, like from each other, where the movies are about extremely similar topics, right? And so this has happened many, many times through history. Didn't we have a, uh, a
1: guy who literally uh, created a podcast on that very topic?
0: Was it that I? there yeah. was a guy. There was a guy who created a podcast about body swap movies.
1: No, I, uh, I think there was also a, a, a friend of the show who created a, uh, a a podcast all about the twin movie thing. But
2: I could be wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. My twin wrong? movies with Ben and Gabe. But yeah, I don't
0: remember any Tw- of this. Twin movies, Ben. Ga- let me look. Let me look at that. Um, I'm Googling twin movies. Oh, yeah. Okay. You, no, you're right. Ben Phelps. Yeah. Um, I created ben a Phelps, podcast okay. called Twin Movies of Ben and Gabe. There you go. Um, so, okay. So, here's what here's what we're going to do, guys. Okay. I am going to read off a bunch of these movies. Oh, no. Right? Yeah, Yeah. And I want you to say nope. which one of them you prefer. Now, it's very oh, likely... Okay. It's very likely you have not seen both of these movies, right? In, yeah, in the case, right. right? Like in in many cases, you will not have seen both of them.
1: Because why would you?
0: That said, I want redundant. you to. I want you to express a <laughs> preference. I want you to express preference anyway.
1: Yeah. Okay. Based on zero knowledge. Yeah. Like, yep, yep, I like yep. we usually do. It's titles. Yeah. I got, Come on. I like
0: it. Yeah. It's titles. Okay. 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 Here in we go. Here we go. <laughs> um. Okay. I'm gonna actually take all these from. Twin movies with Ben and Gabe, um, because they compare these to each other. Thank you. All right. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Their first episode. Uh, Deep Impact versus Armageddon. Classic. Classic Deep twin impact. movie.
1: Deep Impact is the better movie. Deep Impact. It's yeah. Like, it's, yeah. It's it's actually the better movie. It's really, a genuinely truly. good movie.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, disagree. I know. Uh, I'm going to say I, Armageddon. How many,
2: how many versions of Armageddon do you own?
0: As I recall. <laughs> the, the answer is not enough. <laughs> answer is not up. I remember the, the the first time I got the Criterion version of Armageddon. Yep. I remember cuz I was there, I think. Yeah. Uh and and I I, I there was an essay in the Armageddon yeah. uh book that really kind of <laughs> opened my mind to what film essays could be. Cuz it right?
2: was uh was he like Michael Payne's Wesleyan film professor yes, or something? Yeah, yes.
0: Yeah. Yes. Um uh, it, it, so so it, it, Every Criterion disc has like An essay written about it right And uh, the Armageddon One I was like okay let me, re- let me read you a little bit From the Armageddon essay on Criterion okay It is true that Armageddon A perfect example of Bay's work Illustrates his take no prisoners form of storytelling In which he trusts the audience to figure Things out <laughs> yes it gives audiences A lot to absorb yes it Cuts quickly from place to place person To person event to event But it is never confusing, never boring, and never less than a brilliant mixture of what movies are supposed to do. Tell a good story, depict characters through active events, invoke an emotional response, and entertain simply and directly, without pretense.
1: And blow shit up.
0: End quote. In conclusion, Criterion Collection, release Armageddon on Blu-ray, cowards. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for coming to my second TED Talk. Okay. Uh... Okay. Uh, second example: Dark City versus The Matrix.
2: Mm,
0: that's barely the Matrix. A movie. It's got to be The Matrix because of, be because Matrix. Of how influential it is, right? Yeah, and I, also I,
1: it's a better movie.
0: <laughs> uh, I really like Dark City. Dark, Dark
1: City is pretty amazing. Dark movie. City,
2: I love Dark City, but The Matrix is my pick here. But I, I also don't even thematically they're not that similar. It's just a Aesthetically, and they shared some sets. I never got the huge.
0: Thematically, they're extremely similar. It's all about this. Like, there's a underworld, like where these people are manipulating the world, and the one guy knows the truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just anyway, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay, Dante's Peak versus the volcano. Have you guys seen, Mm. or versus volcano? Have you guys seen both? The one with Uh, Dante's Peak
1: was the one with Pierce Brosnan Mm. and volcano. Volcano is the one with Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Tommy Lee Lee. Jones, yeah. Mm. Nineteen ninety, I want to say three, two, two, three, something. Yeah, yeah,
2: we're running. Right You're really going uh, far on this one. Yeah,
1: I, I, I have definitely seen both of them. Yep. I could not tell you any <laughs> distinguishing things no. about either of them.
0: Nineteen ninety-seven, by the way. Mm. Wow, um, I was really off. Wow. Here, here are the only two facts I know about these movies, other than that Pierce Brosnan and Linda Hamilton's and they speak, and Tommy Lee mm-hmm. Jones armor Kevin is. I just remember that Dante's Peak is about like a, a pretty localized volcano. Yep. And Volcano is about a volcano that's gonna destroy LA in its entirety. <laughs> and the only thing I remember about Volcano is Tommy Lee Jones's death scene. I'm pretty sure he like throws he jumps onto a pool of magma and like either throws something out of the pool or like say, save saves someone's life. But he basically jumps into this pool of magnet and, like, burns alive, sinking slowly into this pool of lava.
1: And gives a Probably thumbs a up at the end, though, right?
0: Yeah. yeah, something like that. Something like that. That's the only thing I remember. So, anyway. Uh, I
1: mean, Dante's Peak, not as good a title as Volcano, if you're talking about I disagree. A Volcano. Movie. I
0: think Dante's Peak is very memorable, and it's Volcano a is more very intriguing. Generic. Yeah, hmm.
2: yeah.
1: Interesting. No, the Prestige
0: versus The Illusionist. Oh, The Prestige. <laughs> no, it's got to be Prestige. Prestige Come is on. like one of my favorite films of all time. Yeah, right.
1: Illusionist is not very good. Mm-hmm. My opinion. Illusionist is uh, Ed Norton, right? Yep. yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, let's do like a couple more here. Uh, let's see. Okay, this is an interesting one. I would not have thought these were twin movies. Like, this is the thing about this podcast, Twin Movies with Ben and Gabe, is... I'm not, when I look at this, I'm not, I'm not always like, Oh, these are twin movies. Like, uh, I mean, one, one that definitely is twin movie is like the score (laughs) and heist. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't, I don't think I've seen either of these films, but the score and heist, I remember those came out like one summer or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys have seen either of those, but okay. Here's, here's a, here's a good twin movie that I would not have thought of, but is actually a pretty good twin movie set. Gone in 60 seconds versus the fast and the furious.
1: I remember those both coming out very close to one another. Fast
0: and the Furious all the way. Yeah, Come that, on. that is the definition of twin movies, Jeff. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, no, that's what I mean. I I do remember that. I, I'm I'm bolstering the... You said it, yeah, I wouldn't I see, think of I those. See. Yeah, yeah. Um, You know what? There is a definite chance I have not seen Gone in 60 Seconds.
0: Mm. It's uh, You're not missing anything, Jeff.
2: Yeah. But, yeah.
0: Gone in 60 Seconds had what, in my opinion, was one of the best movie trailers I've ever seen. Yes, a good where trailer. Where... Mm-hmm. It, because there's what was great about the Gone in 60, movie, 60 Seconds movie trailer was there was a little countdown clock.
1: Oh, in, in 60, bottom, 60, huh? It, it was yeah.
0: counting down from 60. It's like, here's yeah. how you steal a car in 60 seconds.
1: It's a, that's a way better concept for a movie than Fast and the Furious, right? The, the idea that these, these people are so good at stealing cars, all you got to give them is 60 seconds and they'll steal any car in the world. That's a pretty cool idea for but a movie. Je- but
2: Jeff, what if they were stealing combination DVD and VCRs?
0: unfortunately i thought gone in 60 seconds was trash like i did not like that i was so psyched i was so psyched for that movie i can see the
1: cover i can see the poster with uh nicholas cage on it in my head so vividly but i don't think i've ever seen the movie
0: (laughs) whereas the fast and furious obviously not only unexpectedly spawned a billion dollar franchise but there's many great moments in that movie. Like the it g- don't matter. G- wh- like
2: it actually has good car shit. It has good ch- gone car, car things. Yeah. Doesn't. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It has like the car, the Honda Civic going underneath the truck and everything mm-hmm. like that. Um, it's it's really good. It's really good. Uh, it's it's so- weird. It's
2: weird to say. By the way, talk about like theater moments. But when when that happened, when I saw Fast and Furious in theaters, in what was it, two thousand or two thousand one? Was it? What's the time for that? Or ninety nine? Um, it was around that time, but. I just remember the entire theater just erupting, and that was the beginning of the movie, and that was the entire experience. By the time I left that movie, people were peeling out of the car, out of the parking lot. I was like, "That's not safe," but also, I feel you. Like I understand why because that movie kind of ruled. Yeah.
1: What was the movie where Cameron Diaz fucked a car?
2: Remember that movie?
0: That was, that was the, uh, the counselor. Jeff. The counselor. The counselor. Yeah. You, you, yeah. Which was one, one I liked. That, that movie. was one you where you went against the grain. It was. roundly yeah, It was planned. I
1: thought it was I'm good.
0: Gonna, I'm going to close with this one. This is this is one that probably, in my opinion, is the canonical example uh, of because you know some of these are like okay, a volcano. Sure. But like, whatever. Like it's it's a volcano is like a natural event, right? Like it's that's that's fairly nonspecific, You know what I'm saying? Mm. um or they have here like rough night versus girls trip it's like oh girls spend the night out whatever it's not that specific this is the one that i'm always like okay the the concept of twin movies is real right this is this is the one <laughs> where when i when it first happened in real life i remember it happening i was like okay this is way too uh specific to be a coincidence right like twin movies has got to be there's got to be a reason explaining what the concept of twin movies and there are there are re- like business reasons that explain why twin movies happen but this is the example. Do you, do you guys have any idea what I'm about to say next? Does any... uh,
1: no, because my example is uh, uh, Deep Impact in Armageddon. Because yeah, I remember yeah, yeah. vividly it's not, when it's those
0: not came bad, in. It's, not exa- it's not a bad example. Yeah. Um, but here is one that I would argue is even more specific than that. The Truman Show versus Ed TV. Mm. Do you guys remember this? Yeah. Was yeah. Ed TV a...
1: Wasn't that a series? Oh, I'm thinking of Ed.
0: No, you're uh, that's Ed. That's Ed. Yeah. yeah. Ed I mean, TV... Was a Matthew McConaughey starring vehicle directed by Ron Howard, oh my in God. which Ed Picerni, played by Matthew McConaughey, a laid back video store clerk, uh, starred in a TV series in which uh, a cable channel documented his life on a daily basis. It's
1: so out funny and, when Hollywood was, like, getting hip to the idea of something that is absolutely <laughs> commonplace now, yeah. where we all just post our lives constantly for everyone. It's just like
0: Hollywood is like, in the
1: future, it's going to be weird, you know?
0: Uh, I'm guessing none of you have seen Ed TV. I Never. Know. I have seen Ed TV and I found it to be quite enjoyable. It was an enjoyable <laughs> better, better than Truman Show? But it Truman was an enjoyable was like, No, No, Truman Show is, like, classic. transcendent, like, one of the best ones yeah. of all time. Yeah. Agreed. Ed, Ed TV is an enjoyable romp. Um, Talk about tr- like
2: you can judge these movies based on their cultural impact, right? Like where you say Truman Show and boom, people Everyone immediately knows. know what Everyone you're talking about. Yeah. 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 Whereas Ed TV Ed, is uh, like
0: Ed TV, no one even remembered it was a was that the TV I'm, looking show? At, yeah. I'm looking at
1: I'm looking at Ed TV uh on IMDb here. You know who's in that movie? Ariana Huffington. Yeah.
0: Mm. yeah.
1: Not as herself either.
0: Yeah. A lot of people are in Ed TV. It's great it's it's, it's an enjoyable a film. Of, a lot of people,
1: a lot of people and it. It's like a whole cast of people. Mm.
0: Uh unfortunately, Ed TV didn't do that. Well, according to Wikipedia, the budget for Ed TV was $80 million and it made wow. $35 million mm. in the United States. This well, is when they this was when you could make a movie called Ed TV about it, filming a video store clerk named Ed and spend $80 million on
1: it. <laughs> in you know, in its defense, uh it predates the McConoscans
0: by several years. So, yeah. you
1: know, it was uh It was just a little early is what
0: happened. Indeed. All right. Some thoughts on Twin Movies. Thanks for the awesome questions. Uh, There were obviously many more uh, that we didn't get to, and we'll try to get to some of them next month, uh, but we'll try to make a week, uh, like a monthly post where we solicit questions and hopefully do one of these once a month. Um, But if you want to get in on that, patreon.com slash film podcast, where you can submit the questions. Great questions. Uh, Thank you. Great questions. Keep them coming. And uh, we will see you next week.